Hello, Mafia fans, and welcome to the Soprano Cast. I am one of your hosts, Archie Mitchell, and I am joined with my partner in crime, Nate Maxson. Yes. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Soprano Cast, and thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, as Nate mentioned in the last show, we want to thank you guys because uh, listenership has gone up. So we commend you guys for continuing to join us and add to the show. Uh, we will always be putting things out on Facebook, YouTube, and you know you can always email us if need be to let us know what you think about the show or ask any questions. We are here for our listeners. So thank absolutely, you, you know, uh, tonight we are talking about episode nine uh, of season one, and the title of uh, tonight's episode was Boca, which uh, we're going to find out exactly what that means to this episode as we go on Nate, because Boca plays yes, a very are. big part in uh in this episode it's a it's a double entendre if you will yes 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 it is so um we uh we start with uh uncle junior um of course being uncle junior having just found out that tony is uh seeing a psychiatrist at the ending of last episode and he's with his young lady friend whose name is, uh, let me get my notes here, Bobby Sanfilippo, young lady that works at his um, um, company. Uh, I guess Joe Jr. is in the, the sanitation business, just like Tony, so yeah. he's his secretary of sorts. The, but the also, sanitation business, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's his secretary, but also his long-term girlfriend, and they're having a little bit of fun time together, a little bit of alone time. Um, you know, and then Junior has to go over and meet his lawyer, Mel Vorn, who we'll see more and more. Uh, mm-hmm. The Mel Vorn character, to me, was always funny because Junior always found something wrong about that he was doing when the guy was getting him out of jail constantly. Yeah, at constantly. That's why I put that. I said, Junior, Junior does not at all appreciate his actually pretty good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He finds a piece of paper on Mel's desk that reads, I would be glad to surrender Mr. Soprano to you. And it's written out to the judge that is, you know, possibly going to indict Junior. And he's like, what the hell is this? He's like, you don't understand. I asked them if these indictments do come down, what would be our best plan of action? Mm-hmm. And if we surrender you, then all is well, because you're that means you're cooperating. Right. Let let me do what you pay me to do. Which is what any lawyer is going to tell you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's 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 one of the it's one of those things. You know, it's like uh, it's like the business you're in or the business I'm in. When your right. client, when your client is constantly questioning what you're doing, what 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 you have to essentially say to them is, "Look, you're paying me to do this." And I am, at the end of the day, going to do whatever is best for you. That's what you're paying me to do. Let me do my job or you don't need me. (laughs) Junior Junior used to bitch and moan constantly to Tony. I pay this guy a $50,000 retainer a month. and this. Well, if you're paying that much more for a lawyer, shut up and let him do his job. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? And if you you don't think you need, if you don't, what am I going to say? If you don't think you want to have the need for a lawyer maybe you're in the wrong line of work because what you do right. definitely requires you to have a lawyer 
he should be happy he has a lawyer who is keeping his secrets. <laughs> because even though we and we talked about it in the last episode, lawyers are, you know, by pay, uh, client and, and lawyer confidentiality, there are some lawyers who will say, I can't deal with this. Right. I don't want to be involved in organized crime. I don't want to take you on as a, a client and talk and say you didn't do anything wrong. Right. You know, it's against their, their, their beliefs. So he should have been happy to have this guy. But in any case, he calms Junior down. Junior being Junior is like, yeah, I, I figured you were doing something like that. That's why you're a good lawyer. Yeah. No, you, you were scared shitless that your lawyer that, was about to flip. It's, that, it's the same shit we've talked about that he does with Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? yeah. I was, I was going to do that anyway. I was going to do what? that anyway. He tells Junior, I heard you get away with that beautiful young lady of yours to Boca. Yeah, I'm going, I might be going there this weekend. Well, go calm down, relax. Don't worry about it. When you get back, this will all blow over. Mm-hmm. Okay, good advice. We now get to Boca with him and this young lady in bed. They're eating and drinking and enjoying themselves. And she begins to mention that Junior does something that she likes very much. And she keeps mentioning it, mentioning it, Nate. Yes. Like she's raving about H- it to him. H- hence the hence the double, like I said, the double entendre for the name of this episode. Because Boca is not only Boca Raton, obviously, mm-hmm. but Boca is also, I believe, it's the Spanish word for mouth. Right. So yeah, well done. Well yes. done. <laughs> um, in other words, Junior, he goes down south and he does it very well. Right. Her exact words were, "When you kiss me down there, you're an artist." And he's like, "You know, you can't say that." Don't ever mention this to anybody. And she's like, why? What's the big deal if you're a, a good lover? Uh, shouldn't that be a good thing to brag about? And he's, I, as a kid, an 18-year-old kid, it was ugly hearing this. But as an adult, it's even worse when you rewatch it. <laughs> because guys think that if you'll go down on a girl, you'll go down on anybody. And it's like, what? Who yeah, thinks what, that? What, what, what medieval mindset? Right. Is Who this? thinks that? Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's the it's the um, it's the macho it's the macho mobster Italian thing you know right and right. and and we come to find out later on in the episode that uh, you know it's everybody's doing it but nobody's talking about it but right hmm. exactly and that's fine they're like you said they're macho Italian guys they don't want guys to know about which I, look I understand. No one outside of my marriage should know about my sex life. Right, but right. Women will talk. That's fine. And we come to, you know, as much as Junior swore to secrecy, we come to find out later on she's been telling everybody in her bar, at her salon, about what this man does in name. She's been yeah. saying Junior Soprano. Corrado. She's even using. She, yeah, I was gonna say she's even using his proper name, Corrado. Right. Exactly, and it will come back to haunt him later on. Now we switch gears to the second storyline, which I have to say, this storyline, it made me, I hated it, I'll be honest with you, because you Mm -hmm. know how I feel about things like this, and I know how you feel about things like this too, because we have daughters, but the fact that they talked about it and they dealt with it and whatnot, it shows you what kind of a real show that the Sopranos were. They didn't just deal with mafia things. They dealt with real life situations too, like any TV show should. Yes. You know? Yes. 
And it shows you, I like when, and that's one of the aspects that I really enjoy about The Sopranos, is I like, and and I'm not saying every, like The Godfather, obviously you have a family and they are tight-knit family and et cetera, et cetera. But because The Sopranos is a TV show, so they have more time to tell their stories than a movie does. Right, right. I, I really enjoy the family, like, domestic aspect of right. the show. With Tony and with Silvio and with Artie and with, with everybody right. showing, excuse me, showing that even though these guys are mobsters, in the show, it's not just a one-dimensional thing. They're just like you no. and me. They're, they're fathers, they're mothers. You know, they're, they, they, they have children, they have, they have teenagers. They have everyday they, problems. Yes. You know, everyday yeah. Routine, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they're at their door. They're at Tony Silvio and Hardy are at their daughter's soccer game. Uh, their daughters are playing well. Uh, they're the coaches, you know, cheering them on. And then he yells out to this other young lady who's none of their daughters. Come on, Allie. And Allie scores a goal, and the team wins. Everybody's excited. Everybody's partying. Everybody's having a glass. And you think, oh, great! This is a you know he's a he's a motivated coach. He's she's teaching these young girls. Mm-hmm. You know. Then we go to the Bing. They're celebrating with him. They're like, you know, we're so happy you came here. You're a great guy. You know what made you leave your last place? And he sends it just dollars and cents. I came here because they offered me more money. But your daughters are all great. He's really schmoozing them, right? Making them think that he's this average guy. the The only thing, and I don't mean to cut you off, but no, no, no. The the only thing that I wrote down here that, and again, like you said, I I I, I think it was, I think it's great that they that they tackled an issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I think was <laughs> a misstep, and again, you're you're only nine episodes into the series, so maybe I'm speaking out of turn, and they didn't have time when writing it to do it, what I'm about to say. Okay. I think that it would have been beneficial for this episode to, to make me more... It you would like have more carry over? No, like no, not carry... Not, not, no, not carry over. I think that it would have been better. Okay, so we're in episode nine. Maybe right. we introduce we introduce Allie in like episode six, so right. we can we can watch how close she is with the Sopranos. I I agree. I you know, because they kind of they, they right kind of yeah they kind of thrust that upon us in this episode. That right. oh she's been staying here a lot and she's really close with Meadow and and Tony right. and Carm really like her. It just I think it would have been it would have been more impactful if they would have had she kind of over a few episodes, fleshed out her relationship with the family. No, I agree. It would have been better to show her as a character and maybe even have her explain to Meadow, you know, I have a boyfriend, but not tell Meadow right away who the boyfriend is. Right. You know what I mean? So we could have understood what was about to happen here. You know what I mean? Um, Because it it really catches you off guard. And then you're like, son of a bitch. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And and now you're like, you know, I'm going to get to that part in a minute, but... Now you're like, I want this guy to die. Right. You know what I mean? I want him to be tortured. Uh, so <laughs> they're celebrating. Of course, Artie's wife has to call up and ruin the day. Yeah, and that's her like, job. Are you, are you at the bar? You know, are you at the strip club? Come here. We're, we're painting. We're doing. Artie leaves. Tony goes home. Everything's normal, right? You would assume. 
You would assume. He knocks on his daughter's door. There's Allie hanging out. You know, Allie's spending the night. Like you said, she kind of just came out of the woodwork. We don't know who Allie is, but she's there. Okay. He, you know, tells them, great job, girls. You did a great job. You know, I'm very happy. You guys are working your tail off. Great coach. Uh, he's going to stick around. And then he goes to bed with Carmella. And all hell breaks, breaks loose, in my opinion, Nate, as yeah. far as the Uncle Junior storyline goes. Yes. I, um, it, it was uh, – it's a funny scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's a really funny scene um, with – Tony trying to get the 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 dirt out of Carmella. Mm -hmm. She finally spills the beans. He makes a couple of uh, he makes a couple of uh, dirty jokes, yep. and then that's like I said, where she gives him the oh, don't act like you don't do it, right. right? And I also thought she got a good one in on him in this scene because mm -hmm. usually Tony's the one that gets the good ones because I enjoy his humor and I enjoy his sarcasm, but I well, love how he says. What goes on in this bedroom, you don't tell anybody about it. And she goes, oh, once a year? What am I going to go brag about that? I just thought that was really funny. She's like, right. oh, yeah, I'm going to go brag about something happens once a year, Tony. Right, right. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good husband and wife back and forth. But now Tony has a very strong piece of information on somebody that has strong information about him that he doesn't know. Yeah. You know, he's about to, in my opinion, there's a strong possibility that if Tony doesn't do what he does in the next couple of scenes, Junior may not have went through with trying to get rid of Tony. Right, right. Maybe. Well, Just well, maybe. One, th one thing I forgot to, or I, I wanted to mention, because I think I actually <clears throat> mistakenly brought it up in the last episode, and it, it didn't flesh mm -hmm. out till this episode, but in my right. notes about the... um the scene at the lawyer's office and then the aftermath of that, this is when we see Mark Mikey try to stir the start stirring the shit right. about, about Tony. Right. Um, you know, you're trying to put a, putting a lid on it because he knows where Tony's going now. He knows he's right. seeing a psychiatrist, but he can't tell Mikey yet. So he's just like, don't worry. Why are you, why are you looking after my, my nephew? Why are you, why are you following him? Right. You exactly. Know? So, but yeah, this is, but here's the thing. In my opinion, Mikey is very loyal to Junior. For a young guy being the, I guess, the, the soldier of the older captain or the older boss, Mikey didn't have to be that 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 loyal. He could be like, hey, he's an old man. He doesn't need me that much. you know. Mm -hmm. But he does whatever Junior says. Yeah. yeah. So he's a pretty loyal guy, and he's just watching out for him. You know, he's trying to make sure that, he's, that Tony's not going to do anything to hurt him. You know, or, or or you know, make him go to jail. Mikey sees what's going on slightly. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, this is t Mikey's stirring the pot. Tony has his bit of information, and he he also though like, Mikey also has a selfish bone in the bot in the oh yeah fight too because how how often do we see how often do we see Mikey just get like. His head rammed into a steering wheel, or oh, something yeah, like or Tony, stable, you know, yeah, or stable, or made fun of, or, you know what I mean. And uh, also, selfishly, Mikey may feel that if Tony's out of the picture, Junior might put him in charge of Tony's crew, right? Because Mikey is a captain, but he's just not a captain of a big crew yet. So mm -hmm. get Tony out of the way. Hey, I'm I'm next in line. You know, I'm I'm the the heir apparent, which is fine. That's what they. Hey, we said it in the last episode. Sometimes it's your best friend. 
or your enemy that takes you out in the in the mob. So it makes sense. Uh, so we're fleshing out both stories here, Nate. There's two direct stories going on here. And we get to Meadow and her friends smoking in the woods. Why, I don't know. I don't understand why these... What, AJ did it. does it too later on when he gets older. Go in the woods and smoke a joint or smoke a cigarette or whatever. <laughs> you know. And we come to find Allie trying to slit her wrist. Mm-hmm. And that's when it all starts to make sense. You you haven't actually heard anything yet, but you kind of see there's something not right with this young lady and her relationships. It's either yes. a home problem or something. I had it so I had it so good. Speaking of smoking in the woods, I had it so good when I was a kid right. and a teenager because the house that I grew up in it was a two <laughs> it was a two it was a two story house, right? And the house had. A if you on the back of the house, there was like, uh, I guess you'd call it like a, a, a utility room that was like just the one story part, okay. And on top of that utility room on the back of the house, whoever owned the house before my parents did had actually made the roof of that utility room a little deck area, okay. So it was like an upstairs, like a, on the second story, but you walked out a screen door on right. this deck. Well, that that room that that door and screen door were in that went out onto that deck on the back of the house was actually my bedroom. Okay. So when I became a teenager and started smoking cigarettes, I had it so good because I would just wait for my parents to be gone or go to or go to sleep. And, and I would just time. walk. I would just walk out the door of my bedroom onto the right. deck and smoke a cigarette, and then throw my cigarette butt into the into the neighbor's backyard. <laughs> Man, you were lucky. You yeah. that that was definitely lucky because when I wanted to sneak a cigarette, I had to walk four blocks away from my house and hide in <laughs> alley, you know, and pray nobody saw me. Yeah, <laughs> you know that, what I mean? pray, yeah. Pray that pray the neighbor lady that knew your parents didn't see you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, so Ali's obviously now recuperating uh, from trying to commit suicide. Uh, and we get to Tony and Junior on the golf course with Mikey. And I don't know who the fourth person was. Uh, I, I think, I, let me see. I have it. I thought I had it written down here. Let me see. Um, I wrote down that it was Silvio. See, I thought it was Silvio, but I don't remember exactly. I obviously I rewatched the episode like over a month ago. And and, and my yeah, and my notes, literally my notes, and it could might not have been because I don't think he has any speaking parts. But right. I wrote down I wrote down Mikey and Junior are are at the golf course talking about Tony, and then Tony and Silvio show up. So right. I I thought it was Silvio. It might not have been, but right. So they're about to tee off. They're about to golf and talk business and enjoy themselves. And Junior begins heckling Tony slightly. And this is the first time we ever hear Junior make the remark. He never had the makings of a varsity athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about Tony in a very uh, unnice way or, you know, mean way in regards to Tony being in high school and playing sports and whatnot. And apparently this is a soft spot to, for Tony. So he decides, well, now I'm going to let the whole world know that 
Junior likes to kiss women downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With so, his with his with his shit eating grin and his Tony Soprano sarcasm. <laughs> yep. I didn't yep. know you ate. I didn't. I didn't think you liked sushi, Uncle June. Yeah, I thought you were a gabagool man. <laughs> and, you know, and then uh, the, the south of the border, down Mexico way, and teasing Junior to the point that he finally realizes what he means and what's going on. So Junior gets pissy. <laughs> I still don't know if they finished golfing or not. Yeah, because they were only on the first hole. <laughs> they might have finished up or whatnot because we go to the next scene and it's again uh the the they find out that the coach for the girls soccer team is moving to another city to teach a different team uh and getting paid more money so they go to try and talk to him about it and you know why are you doing this we thought you were happy here and this son of a bitch decides to be like, look, I told you, dollars and cents to me. It's not about staying in one place at one time. It's right. wherever I can make money and get my kids the best education. And they're all like, well, this is ridiculous. We want you to stay. We need you to stay. We're not knowing what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So, and, and 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 just as a sub as a sub line to that. To the point they literally don't know what's going on to the point where. They think Allie's cutting herself because the just because her soccer co- coach, is, coach leaving. is leaving, right? That she's that freaked out about it. Yeah, and and Tony's like, you know, she should, uh, 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 he should stay because Meadows about to 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 uh, uh, graduate, and Artie's like, let him stay two more years with Tiara. Like, yeah, how selfish are you guys? You know what I mean. <laughs> They they try to convince him to stay by having Paulie deliver a, a seventy inch flat screen, you know what I mean, and just drop it off at his door. And he's like, I don't want to be bought. Tell your friends I don't want this. He's pissed off about it. And uh, I love as always. Paulie's great. Paulie's like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, pal. <laughs> no, I'm just making a delivery. It's like from, your, from your friends at the Bada Bing. Yep. <laughs> 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 the thing I found hysterical was they didn't even deliver the TV the whole way into the house. They just no, they just put it on the yard. Yeah, it's like and, so. And for those for those TV? of you for those of you that aren't familiar, TVs back then were not light like they are now. No, even though it was those, a flat those, screen, that thing was heavy. Yeah, those things were fucking heavy. It's even though it was a flat screen, it still had a tube in it at that point. Yeah, yeah. There was no LED and smart TVs here. This was a heavy son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> you know, and then Christopher kidnaps his dog but tries to make it look like he found his dog so they're doing everything they can to manipulate this guy to stay you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then we get to tony going to meadow and trying to talk things over with well no actually i skipped over a part at practice meadow basically tells the soccer coach to go fuck himself yeah he knows what's going on yeah <laughs> Silvio goes to run in and tell her, you know, stop, don't do that. It's very wrong of you. And the coach's like, hey, I'll handle my own team. Yeah. Give me 10 my, laps this around is, the, this is this is my field. Yeah. Yeah. Give me 10 laps around the, the, the post. So she begins running. And then we go back to Tony's house. And he's trying, you know, Meadow, don't worry, he's gonna stay. I'm, we're gonna do everything we can and say. And then she finally lets the cat out of the bag. We don't like him. We don't care if he stays or if he doesn't stay. Well, look, everybody doesn't like their coach. You think Billy Martin liked the 
uh, Catfish Hunter, he fired him twice. You know, he's right. trying to amper up. And she finally tells him, Daddy's been sleeping with Allie. Now. And Tony doesn't want to believe it at first. No, no, he really doesn't. Because I guess it's because Tony has never encountered anybody who's done anything like that yet in his life. You know, like maybe mm -hmm. he doesn't know, know to be real. But the thing of it is. Carmella immediately tries to make it seem like, well, was he, you know, was he molesting her? Was he a pedophile? Was he this? You know, was he, was he coming, was he taking advantage of her? And then she has to explain to her mother, which makes it even worse, in my opinion. Oh, no, they were actually in a relationship together. She, she came on to him and, you know, there was, so now you're like, okay, this is even worse. I don't want to, I don't want to hear anymore. You know, right, <laughs> I just right. want this guy dead. I want it over. <laughs> I want it, you know, can we go back to the, to the junior? Junior stuff, please. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> and, you know, she, Cody's like, you know, are you sure? Why do you think she's been spending a night here? It's because she's so worried. She's so freaked out. You know, they calm Meadow down. And Tony goes to tell the rest of the dads what's been going on. And the thing that blew my mind the most was Artie was the first one to speak up. Yeah, you know, he's like he drove. He drove my daughter home a couple of weeks ago. What if he tried something with her? I should kill myself. I should, because look, I don't care who you are. When it comes to messing with underage children, if you, and you're pissed off about it, whether you're Italian, whether you're you know white guy, whether you're you know African American, doesn't matter. You you want to kill that person. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I have I have um, I live in a small town. <clears throat> And right. to be honest, when my kids were small, I mean, I don't think I know as many of them as I knew as I knew then. But when my kids were smaller, and then in high, in in elementary school, junior high, and high school, I knew on a first name basis a lot of the police in this town because of my right. because of my just their kids going to school with my kids or my association with in the community and them, you know, just know. Anyway, I know a lot of the cops in town. And I literally, right. I literally remember telling a couple of the cops that work here in town, man, if anybody ever does anything to one of my kids, you should probably just come lock me up. Right. Because, because if I find them before you do, you're going to have an even worse reason to lock me up. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, your blood just oh, yeah. boils even thinking about it. I, uh, I had a situation a couple of years ago, Nate, I don't know if I ever explained it to you or not, but. My oldest daughter, um, who's now 20, let me see here. She is 20, going to be 22. Mm -hmm. it was, she was 19 and her and her boyfriend were out driving around. And she was the one driving and she got no car accident. Nothing bad, but right. he broke his arm. She banged up a rib. Car was totaled though. And they took them to the hospital. I went to go meet them at the hospital, my ex-wife and her. At the time, boyfriend were there, and this son of I find this son of a bitch around the corner of one of the you know hospital rooms. He doesn't see me because he's talking with his back to me, and mm -hmm. he said, "Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend's," and he used the c word, mm -hmm. you know, uh, my girlfriend's c word of a daughter got no car accident because she's a dumbass. Mm. So I pulled him around and I. Gave him a shot right in the face. You know, I knocked him on yeah. his ass. Yeah. And I, I mean, walked away. 
I walked away and I went into the, my daughter's hotel uh, hospital room and I told my ex, you know, you might want to go pick up your boyfriend. He's on the floor. And 20 minutes later, there were cops at the <laughs> hospital. They were arresting me. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget it. They're, they're sitting there, they're questioning him. He's telling them what's going on. And it wasn't him that called the cops. It was the hospital. They had me on camera mm. punching him. So they're questioning him. I'm in handcuffs in the back of the back of the car. I'm like, okay, they're going to question me. I'm going to say what I did. I'm going to jail tonight. No big deal. Someone will bail me out. Right. <coughs> Cop comes out, opens the door, pulls me out, takes the handcuffs off. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, guy said he doesn't want to press charges. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, why'd you hit him? I'm like, because he called my daughter the C word. He's like, yeah, I would have done the same exact thing. Have a good night, Mr. Mitchell. Have a good night. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? I, I'm dumbfounded. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, they told us exactly what, what he, he said, exactly word for word, what you just said, but more in detail, that he called your daughter a bad word. You swung him around and punched him in the face. He said he doesn't want to press charges. I'm like, wow. Okay. And I went back in the hospital room, and I stayed with my daughter, and she came home and whatnot. And now I have to explain this to my wife when I got home. She said, you're the luckiest son of a bitch in the world. <laughs> I'm like, you're lucky he didn't press charges. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't understand why. I still, this day, I still don't know why. You know what I mean? Like, did he understand he was wrong? It, I was going to say, it was probably, it was probably, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was probably a crisis of conscience. He probably realized that what he did was wrong. But whatever the case may be, yeah, now Artie's saying, I'm going to kill him myself. I'm going to take care of him. Sylvia's like, leave it to us, Artie. Don't worry about it. We got it. And Tony's sitting there conflicted. And then we switch back to Uncle Junior for a quick second. Because we had to finish off the Junior storyline. Yes. Of him yelling at his girlfriend that she told somebody something she shouldn't have. You know, he's yelling at her. He's, he's threatening to hit her. He keeps making a fist and grabbing her by the neck and, you know, trying to get up enough, you know, gumption to give her a whack in the head, but can't do it. She's like, no, I love you. Please don't do this. He breaks up with her, picks up a pie. Was it, was it a pie or? Yes. Cause when he, when he first comes into the office, she tells him, you know, I've, I've made, I think, I don't know what she said she made for dinner, mm-hmm. but she made him dinner. And then she also made him his favorite kind of pie. Right. So there's a pie on the desk. And instead of punch, up. instead of punching her in the face, he he smashes a pie in her face. Yep, she's crying hysterical. Not only does he break up with her, he fires her too. Yeah. <laughs> so her life is over. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's over. Said and done with. Junior's now pissed off, and you know thinking about what he's going to do about Tony. Uh. Tony finally goes to see Melfi and asks her what he should do with the soccer coach. You know, explains the whole story, tries to get her input. Which is, in my opinion, the first time he's ever asked her if she thought it was okay for him to do something like this. Yes. You know? And she politely tells him, no, don't do it. It's not worth it. You know? She tells him to let the law do be the law. And him being Tony, like, look, the law isn't going to do what they need to do. He isn't going to go to prison for that long. 
he isn't gonna, you know what I mean? The little this he's, young girl. Yeah, he's gonna say, he's gonna wind up he's gonna wind up two years from now in some other city, right? Know, molesting some other little girl, right? You know, he's trying to plead his case, but she's like, yeah. But what she ultimately tells him is, are you really gonna let yourself possibly go to jail for killing somebody that isn't in your line of work? In other words, you know, this is an average right, Joe, right? So if you do this, you'd you'd be giving up. You know, you'd be going to, if you get caught, you're going to jail for some other reason. Mm-hmm. So she's not wrong. I respect her, her understanding on the situation in, in, in all honesty. <laughs> and then, of course, Artie's like, look, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we should think twice about it. What are we thinking? Let him just leave. Let him go to another state. He won't be anywhere near our kids. Tony's again preaching to the choir and trying to tell him. You know, we can't let him go do this to anybody else. It's not right. At the end of the day, he's and, going to keep doing this. And like any other time that Tony has a crisis of conscience or Tony is conflicted about something, he takes it out on the person in front of him with huge amount of rage because he pretty yes. much throw he pretty much throws Artie out on his ass. Yes. Um, yes. You know. Well, Artie got a little too close for comfort, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, yeah. There are certain things, you know, if we all go back to the Godfather, Michael Corleone warned Kate, don't act about my business. So mm-hmm. this was a outsider trying to tell Tony how to conduct himself. Uh, so, yeah, he throws Artie out. <laughs> and he begins to get violently drunk. And doesn't do, he doesn't, he calls it off, doesn't do, you know, doesn't, let it go down anymore which you see his human side yes and you also you know? see you also see silvio chomping at the bit to do this yep. and yep. tony tells him to walk away and silvio's like fine right right <laughs> exactly gotta listen gotta listen to the boss because we can't uh you know can't disobey what tony's saying mm-hmm. so tony continues to drink no longer killing the, the the soccer coach. Doesn't know what Junior's thinking or what Junior's going to do next, and goes home, plastered drunk, and proceeds to tell his wife, "I didn't do anything bad, Carm." Yeah, it's he's. I didn't hurt nobody. Yeah, yeah, and he, you, you know, it's it's. You you if and you watch the look on her face, right. and it almost makes you wonder if in their marriage, if you know he's had moments like this, right? You know where he's he's conflicted. He's conflicted about what's the right thing to do, what's the wrong thing to do in the business yeah. I'm in. I can pretty much have anybody rubbed out at any time that I like, but sometimes right. I have to decide not to do that, right? And it, it's it's a it's a when I watch that scene. It shows a human, deep, moral, conflicted yes. man. Yes. And it, 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 it's and a breakdown da- almost. Yes. And his daughter is is standing at the, you know, she's standing upstairs and she's witnessing this happen too. Mm-hmm. Yep. She sees what's going on. And I think she realizes what he means by I didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. You know, and maybe she understands the hidden undertones that are going on there. And it's just, it, it's one of those moments where you just got to sit back and go, wow. Because you wanted him 
to do something about this. You want, of all people, you're rooting for the bad guy, but you're <laughs> hoping he makes this problem go away, and he couldn't because he did not want to risk hurting other people in his life. And at the end of the day, you and I just talked about, you know, the blood boils and you say, if somebody did something to, to my kids, it, at the end of the day, probably the right decision is to let the law deal with it. Right. You know, and and because you think about, oh, well, if if for some reason this would go astray and I would go to jail for this or whatever, then who's going to take care of my kids now that right. I'm in jail? Right. You know? Right. So we get left at that moment of Tony on the floor, drunk, laughing, but also sad. Um, and yeah, it was, it was two different stories going on here in this episode, but both of them very powerful because like mm -hmm. I said, had Tony not needle junior, he might not have gotten the, you know, what it was about to happen. Right. You know what I mean? And had he killed the soccer coach, we don't know might, what might have happened there either. Exactly. You know, with all the funny business that went on, the TV delivery, kidnapping the dog, you know, offering him more money to stay, and his wife was witness to all of this, she might have known who to look for if he went missing. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of, lot of good, uh, good different things going on here. Uh, I, I give it a solid four again. Yeah, I actually... Yeah, I, I did too. I gave this one also a four out of five. Um, it's a very it's a very strong character development episode. Yeah, for Tony, and it's a very strong intrigue and storyline episode for the relationship between Tony and Junior for sure. So it's and it's building to what do you say? It's building to a crescendo. Yes, yes. Because uh, the next we're, three episodes, I think I think we're we have what four more episodes left in the season? Because I think this is a thirteen uh, episode season. Yeah, I believe so. This is the first thirteen. This is thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're you're about to you're you're about to have four four episodes that are going to build to two episodes that are pretty explosive. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and the next one is one of my favorites. Which which is which is the name? Let me see here real, real quick. Let me look and see what the next episode is. Episode ten is a hit is a hit. Tony mm -hmm. and crew kill a Colombian drug lord during business on territory. Sure. Give me one second. I just want to check something here. Sorry, folks. Oh, the power yeah. of live television. <laughs> uh, is is this the one though where he? Wonders whether she needs children. American. I think. Ah, okay. No, this it's the next one, the the one after this, number ten. Well, that's what I was one. gonna say. I think you're thinking. Yeah, of, yeah you're thinking of of, of, of episode eleven because that's. Yeah. 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 Nobody knows nothing is the number eleven, but number ten is a hit. Is a hit when he uh, attempts to intermingle with white America. <laughs> Is the yeah. way I put it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nate, anything else left to add? No, I totally agree with you. I also gave this episode a four. Um, the season just keeps getting better, and you can also tell. You can also tell as you watch as you watch the the episodes 
that the the writers are starting to find what they want their arcs to yes. be yes. and the actors are starting to get their feet <laughs> under the, the their feet under them as to who their characters are big time big time yes you know you didn't see a lot of tony's crew in this one uh they were bit in bits and pieces you know except for silvio but what they were doing were being you know soldiers they were doing mm -hmm. what they were told you know what i mean yep. and then on the other regard you you again got to learn more about junior in that you know he's a very private person and he you know doesn't like to be messed with so exactly so so ladies and gentlemen we want to thank you for joining us once again on the soprano cast uh we will be back next week with uh episode 10 of season one um and uh yeah let your friends know let your family know uh let anybody you want to tell your mailman your butcher um yeah. that fireman that comes over to get to those donations once a year around christmas time <laughs> let anybody you know know <laughs> that the soprano cast is on and that they should be listening and they can get it anywhere they find they find their favorite podcasts in audio form or uh the wnr podcast network on youtube if you prefer to listen or watch i mean with our shows, it's legit. Listen, we don't do video, but right. um, if you prefer to use YouTube, we are there on YouTube too. Just look up the WNR Podcast Network. And actually, I think at this point, you can just search Soprano Cast, and one of our episodes will come up anyway. Soprano right. Cast, all one word. Yes. So until next week, we will see you once again on the Soprano Cast.